I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome back to Horribly Hollywood Single, some of the worst dating stories told by some of the best guests in Hollywood. I, of course, am your captain, Adam Carr. Reformed romantic disaster, took out a homeless girl, dated a sex addict once. My ex name was Virgin Lupus. What can I say? We've uh, we've been through it, right? The muck, we've been through the past, but we're here together and we're moving forward, and that's what's important. My guest today, I am so excited because I found out about her while researching for another guest who was going to be here on Lorraine Lopez Loves. Uh, she got on the map with this incredible article, 30 Dates in Three Days. You heard that right, 30 dates in three days uh she also has a new book coming out the 20 guys you date in your 20s ladies and gentlemen please give it up for gabby conti hi thanks hi. for having me thank you for being here of course i'm so excited me too i, I can't wait like literally it's just you're, you're hearkening back to my past oh. because i saw your whole thing and i was like oh my god you could not have paid like i would have gone on 60 dates in three days. You would have done that. I probably would have died. Yeah. But, like, to me, it just sounds... I, I just want to know your whole... What was that like? It was... Uh, I mean, it was It was great. I learned a lot. Like, at the time, it was just, like, I was on adrenaline. And then after, I was dead for, like, a day. Like, I couldn't talk to people because my, 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 I was talking too much, you know? Yeah. Or was listening too much in some yeah. cases on dates. Um, but then after that, after, like, the kind of the residue settled... It really helped me re-examine of like what I was looking for in a partner, if I needed to be in a relationship, what uh, what it would take for me to be in a relationship, mm. and also I had kind of stopped like hyper dating. I, I kind of limited my my dating and my uh, swiping to just Sunday night, which is when people who have jobs are on dating apps. So that's when I recommend swiping. Sunday nights, people on jobs. Uh, or they take their job seriously because if you're messaging someone at like three, true. no, if I mean I know that we're in the right. afternoon right now, but this is technically your job. Like uh, at three p.m. on a Monday, if someone is blowing up your Bumble, they either are about to get fired or they do not have a real job. Let me tell you, because um, I uh, I've worked at this theater for a long time in Westwood, uh, which I talk about often sometimes. But I used to have a part time job upstairs, mm -hmm. and I would call it the Costanza because okay. basically my boss was so cool. Um, it was my job to answer phones. Okay. And so I would take a nap under the desk uh, if I was too hungover from the night before. Understand it. And I so. would put the phone right above me. <laughs> so if I heard it, I would pick it up and then like check. And yeah. most of the time the calls didn't even need to go through because this person was like, they just didn't care. Yeah. So that was when I would do a lot of swiping, to be fair. So I was, but I was kind of just a loser at that point because, like, there you I, go. I don't think you there's any prospects. Yeah. But you're saying Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Well, actually, Sunday nights is when there's the most activity on dating apps. So much so that Tinder actually took uh, advantage of this and they started doing, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have this game you could play where it was like an end of the world choose your own adventure apocalypse game. And based on which you would, you'd, ha you'd get like, there'd be these options like, do you save the girl or save the dog? And then, and oh. what you chose would come up on your dating profile. So uh, it was like an ultimate, like an easy conversation starter. So people sure. would be like, oh, you saved the dog. So did I. Like, let's be friends. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Screw the girl. Save the dog. Save the dog. You yeah. never know. Yeah. You but never with know. the dog? Yeah. That's a friend for life. <laughs> totally. You, I mean, no, no idea. Yeah. So uh, 30 dates, three days. Obviously, did you have some type of 
safety network i think i read like you create you had a list like all these guys photos because you could literally say that's 30 chances i have to just go out there and never be heard well from that's again. what my friends joked with me about sure. they were like gabby actually you should keep a spreadsheet because you know if you go missing after this there'll be 30 suspects yeah exactly um so i had a i had um a spreadsheet uh but that was only for myself i didn't again i, I tried my best to not like uh share too many personal details about these guys because mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day i really feel like they were just trying their best for yeah. the most case um and uh, and 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 if and if any of the dates ended up going well, I mean, I had second and third dates with some of those those men who they knew about it afterwards. Um, if any of those dates went well, it, you know, it could have led to something. It just wasn't in the cards uh, sure. at the time. Um, but yeah, so I had I was on uh, a bunch of dating apps all at the same time, swiping, and I was actually probably the red flag because I was the one who was texting at you know uh, five, eight a.m. on a Monday. Hey, do you want to like get a drink on a Tuesday, I'm sorry, on Saturday at like 1 p.m. You know, like I'm I was sure. the but crazy you're being one. Proactive, so yeah. that means you know. And then um, about like the date, it'll yeah, happen. Exactly, the date will happen. Yeah. And then about a couple of days before uh, I started the dates Friday morning, and a couple of days before Friday, I think it was like Wednesday. I had only had maybe like 15 dates scheduled, oh, and shit. so I told my editor at Cosmo, and she was like, "Well, you know, if you want to put out like a call and have friends set you up, like you can do that." So half of the guys knew about the experiment, and mm-hmm. the other half had no idea. Oh wow! Yeah. The other half had no idea. And were you filming these dates at all during the whole time? Were they aware of it? Not aware? There were two dates that I filmed because they were uh, they were friends that were aware of the experiment. Cool. Um, uh, but I had filmed and and or recorded audio of myself before and after each date because these dates were happening so quickly and like after one like after the other. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did that initially for myself so I had a record when I was writing the article I could go back and like you know honestly write about what each date was like sure and then uh it turned into a video for Cosmopolitan which is what blew up not the, the article got traction but the the video the is video. what no you blew did great up. Yeah. yeah loved it thank you um so question for you when I used to date and I was on a bunch of apps how many apps were you on for all of this I was uh rotating between four apps for this okay yeah what, what were your top contenders uh hinge mm-hmm. t- Tinder, Bumble, and an app I'm not allowed to say I'm on because uh, the person who I, the one person I went on a date with from that app reported me to the app. I got kicked off, but I got back on the app. Reported you to the app for what? For that, oh, this was like, this girl is like, she's exploiting people for an article. And I actually even had a text from him that said, you know, I, you can do whatever you want. Just keep any details out about me. And so what I wrote about our date was that like, he doesn't want any personal details about him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just another sad, disenfranchised white man. Yeah. Not feeling listened to. Um, interesting. So I, I was used to have the, a little bit of a theory. If a girl had hoop earrings, okay, that was a bit Am of I a warning sign no, to me a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like guys having shirtless photos. Oh, okay. Sometimes I would see, and the bigger the hoop, I'd go, eh, sh- might be trouble. I don't well, know. Yes um, and no. Did you ever notice a correlation between shirtless photos and the douchier guy? Yes. Uh, actually, I have a whole theory about this. Yes, uh, I it. So it's the shirtless guys. It's also like the gym selfies. It's like uh, the head... up in the mirror yeah. and like being... Yeah. It's the headshots in LA too, I think are red flags, to be honest. Oh, I might have had one of those at some point. Because I think you figure, you if you don't like me... You think it's the best photo of yourself. At my best. But it's a date app it's not an audition so i think but aren't you auditioning on a dating app you are and you aren't the best dating app pictures are the candid ones 
Ooh. are the ones your friends take of you or the ones of you at an event or the ones not a group shot, but the ones that you don't know you're taking a picture of, but that you're being like, I think any photos that are like also the red carpet photos, it's like, we get it. This is Hollywood, but like yeah. enough. It's enough. Enough. Um, it's like if you were in D.C. and every shot was you in the White House. I'm like, come on. We yeah. Get it. Like it's we get DC. it. You're in the industry. Politics. Congratulations. It's in our backyard. Great. Yeah. So I would say any of those. And so I actually had done my first I write for Cosmopolitan as a contributing writer. Cool. And uh, obviously. And then my first uh, print article I've ever, I ever wrote for them was I did this experiment where I swiped right on guys that had not the best flattering photos. Okay. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're like they they're that you can tell they're not I'm not attracted to them. It's like they had like the blurry or the the backlit or you know like mm. out of focus or wearing sunglasses in every shot. Like oh, yeah. and so I think that that for at least when you're swiping for guys who, straight men specifically, um, that hack ends up working out because most men don't know what a flattering photo is of themselves or how to take a good photo. Okay. Um, and so I think it helps because you're uh, you're weeding out the guys that are what you're saying, like the shirtless or the hoop earrings or whatever. Yeah, just I, I view them as I would typically say. I know I'm probably uh, doing a hasty generalization here, but um, more aggressive, more a type personality, okay. more hey, come on. Yeah. I'm I'm amazing. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you want to have sex with me? I mean, as someone who wears hoop earrings and has actually no, no, a sorry, very I meant large for the men, for the men. Yes, yes, shirtless. The shirtless. That's where I was going. Not for I, women. No, with no, I think that's true and I think I think also um you could really get a sense of of how uh, into themselves they are if they're posting a shirtless, you know? True. Um so yeah, so that's I I definitely stand by that for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That that was a theory. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm right. Really, I'm Proven right. right. I hear that, honey. I yeah, was right. You were I was right. right. I'm gonna mark it down and putting it on the fridge. Um, so, were there multiple places that uh, guys kept saying recommending for like a date place where you were like, "Oh my god, I've already gone there like five or six times. Like, I'm so tired of going to this place." Yeah, but actually, that was to my benefit because the dates were so close to each other. You could just and keep I also them all didn't have a vicinity. car at the time. Oh, whoa! I wanted them all to be walking distance to my apartment and in the same so all the dates happened in a one mile radius of each other wow yeah what do you think uniquely so from all of this because now as uh you told me before you're dating someone who you just moved in with yes that you did not meet from doing no but i do credit to this day that the reason we like why we worked out was mm-hmm. because i had kind of learned what i wanted what i didn't want from going on 30 dates in three days if i met him on 30 dates in three days like it could have worked out but the timing was it was from the residue of just being on the dating apps being active that i like ma- i matched this catch who did not have good pictures not have good but pictures. had a really cute candid shot of him. Oh, but and the I could tell he was cute from the it. candid shot. Yeah. But I thought he looked like a douchebag in the, the selfie and, and the weird, yeah, he had like this weird cubicle selfie and that he looks like a serial killer in it. I'm like, that's weird. But the candid, I was like, oh, or he could be really cute. Um, how many guys out of the 30 guys gave you just a total creep vibe where you're just like, there's no way I'm ever going to be alone with this person? Do you, uh, it was really just one. There was one guy who really was just, I don't know if he was maybe, like, also, like, secretly writing an article about dating, but I felt like I was almost on a prank show with someone, like, just how he was behaving. Interesting. Or he was for real. I don't know. Could be either. Could be either. Like, he didn't look like his pictures. He looked at me like I didn't look like my photos. I look like my photos. I even wore the dress I'm, that I was wearing yeah, in all my photos. That was one of the funniest things I saw where you're like, you don't even look like your photos. And you're like, look at me. I'm wearing the dress I have in my photos. 
and it fits great. And I look like, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, yeah. That that is one of the most, and it makes you feel like shit, right? Because you go, well, that's all you care about, and you're like, well, it's one of the things because you're selling, in essence, like a product as yourself. So if you're 30 or 40 pounds over and you don't quite look like your shots. I agree. I think that your you know. photos should be current. Um, and, and also, that's also why I do stress that first dates, especially first online dates, yeah. should only be 57 minutes or under an hour. Oh, good for you. Because it's kind of a way, and that's that's the other takeaway I had from the 30 dates in three days, because my dates had to be under an hour to make it possible to go on all these dates. Yeah. And so it was doing that that I learned how efficient that was because when you're on a date for an hour and you're really like there, you're present, you're focused, it's usually like one drink, one coffee, a mm-hmm. walk, whatever. And you're really listening and you're really present. And also if they don't look like their pictures, you don't have to stay for another two hours. Or, you know, the worst thing about dating I remember is you'd go get drinks with someone. It would be your whole night. And you'd get one drink, and they don't look like their picture, so you keep drinking until they look like their photo, and then you're hungover at work the next day. Yeah, you know, you maybe have a sloppy makeout session. Yeah, and, and you're you like, don't even and know. you don't want, and that's why ghosting happens. If you uh, think about it, because people are like, you know, like I was sold a bag of yeah, yeah, non good. Yeah, or so maybe not even they don't look like their photo. Maybe they just have a terrible personality, and you could tell that immediately when you sit down with them. But then you keep drinking, and then now you're just like you're enjoying their company. But are you enjoying their company, or are you just both drunk like drunk what is you it is. you're drunk you loves it yeah drunk you drunk me loved everything yeah yeah he exactly yeah he just he didn't, he didn't care. <laughs> um let's see so let's just say like uh on a couple of these dates if they were going poorly mm-hmm. what is something that a guy could do that would turn the date around that would make you go oh you know what let me give him a second glance well actually on my i think that uh, as a single person going on dates if you're not having a good time on your date you can <laughs> kind of say that in a way that's not terrible yeah so my first date with my boyfriend actually um uh i was noticing that i was the one asking him questions and he would respond to the question but then wouldn't ask the question back to me oh. which as a host and i'm sure that's as someone who interviews people that's like really irritating sure or it's just like okay um maybe you're not or maybe you don't want to ask questions or maybe like you're just tired or maybe you know well it, so it he could was be tired so he turned out he was tired and so what i did is i kept my hour rule yeah and i had finished my first drink and i said you know um if you don't start i'm going to the, i'm going to use the restroom right now uh but if I come back and you don't start asking me questions about myself, I'm going to leave after this after this round. Good for you. And so it like for you. woke. It basically, yes, he had a crazy long day at work and he was half asleep, and so it woke him up. He had this like adrenaline, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," and like it totally changed. And I think that we're so afraid to not be polite on first dates that I don't be rude, but I think you should be yourself. Stand up for yourself. Because that could have gone two ways. That yeah. also could have gone that he's like, well, screw you, and mm, walked out. You, yeah. And why would I want to date? continue to date someone like that? No, right? you wouldn't? No. So, so I'm happy. I'm like happy I spoke up. And I, I learned that he was someone who is, you know, who deserves a second round and a million other dates. Yeah. Um, let's see. So you said you didn't have a car. Here's a question I have for yeah. you. Yeah. My big thing at the time, and this is also too what I did now with my fiance, and she loved that because she said it didn't it didn't really happen in LA, but also because people that she knew vouched for me, so that made her feel better and safe. Mm-hmm. I always loved picking up the woman on the date. Okay. Even I if it was a first that. date. So I you hate, hate that. that. Got it. I hate that on a first date. I don't mind it on a second. Um 
what I would also, but I did, I okay, what does work for me yeah. is I always think meet them there because also the other thing is now you're locked into being in a car with this person <sighs> and you're locked into them being a ride home too. Yeah. Um, so what I do think is that if you did drive, so if you agree to meet your date somewhere, also mm-hmm. always pick a place that I think is uh, equally convenient for both parties. Geographically? Geographically. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one asking the person out on the date, then you should be willing to go the extra mile to meet your date. Yeah. So if you ask someone out and you know they live in Santa Monica and you live in Bur- Burbank, right? Right. And they're like, can you meet me in Santa Monica? You ask them out on a date. You know they live in Santa Monica. You have to meet them in Santa Monica. Right. I think that's fair. But um, with the ride, it's like don't – I mean I, you could offer some – for me personally, it always made me uncomfortable. Yeah. But I do like the option that if the if my date drove there and mm-hmm. then he offers to drive me home. Okay. That I so think is appropriate. Yeah, and the date went well. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would say, I would say, like, yeah. For me no, personally, I didn't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Second date, sure. If second date, the you know, like you you have a first date, it goes well. Asks out on second date, it's like, hey, oh yeah, I can pick you up if that works for you. Sure. That is amazing. Of course, it works for me. It saves me five bucks for an Uber, or you know, yeah. We'll make sure we get to the destination at the same time. <laughs> I told my story once about um, I realized I took out a girl and she didn't have a place to live. And I didn't realize that till the end. Oh, and no. because I'm always like this, yeah, of course I'll give you a ride home. The opposite side of that was I was now in my car with a person and it was after I think 1230 or one. <gasps> and it was one of those creepy like a Jordan Peele movie where you're yeah. like the the temperature just changed. <sighs> and I realized she wasn't going to get out of my car. Like she just didn't want to leave, but she wouldn't tell me where she lived. And she kept saying, you can just buy me a hotel room. You can just take me home to your place. I'm like, you are not coming anywhere near. That's so like, creepy. My, so, it, like, the flip side, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this quite so often, especially, like, with strangers. Because I'm like, she's got three bags. like, and She, she had three had a, bags? She had a bunch of stuff. I, originally, it looked like groceries. It looked like she was going home, like she was walking home from Ralph's. So I was like, oh, like, uh, let me just, uh, let me, you know. I started talking to her about her a few drinks. She's, like, you know, suggestively saying, like, hey, when thing, you know, when I drink, like, let's have a fun night. And I'm like, okay. And then towards the end of the evening, you know, I got to get her home. And she starts going into this, well, friends buy me this and really good friends buy me this. And I'm like, oh, that's the exchange she's looking for. And I could not get out or get her out of my car. And finally, I just ended up dumping her out of Starbucks. <gasps> and, you know, I just said, hey. Well, that's wait. So where did you meet her? I met her coincidentally at my work Oh, where I was finishing up a bar shift and oh. she came in and sat down. <gasps> How deceptive. I know. And so I came up and I was like, hey, you know, uh, if if you want, I can get you one last drink before I go. And she just said, why don't you get yourself a drink and sit down with me? And so I was like, okay. So Did she smell? No. She smelled great. She was wearing a cocktail dress and a jacket. She utilizes the 24-hour fitness in Hollywood. Ah. And so I think she has her own hookup there. So she can regularly use the showers, do all this stuff. Because she kept saying, take me to the 24-hour fitness in Hollywood, and I was like, why? She's like, they have showers. And I was like, uh, okay. And she was kind of telling me a little bit of, like, I was piecing everything together at the end. But because I had been drinking earlier in the evening and I was just solely focused on I might have sex tonight, I just let a bunch of reality yep. red flags completely And that's the thing. By. And people, they show you their red flags on the first date. And for her, it was like, 24-hour fitness, 24-hour fitness. Or just, oh, there are three giant bags next to me. Did not yeah. even occur to me. Because we see what we want to see and hear what we want to hear in dating. And then 
Once we, we fix that, that's when dating will become more efficient for us. Yes, we try to jam it in there like a Tetris from hell. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we're like, this piece can fit right here. And you're like, no, you're trying... Do you know why you can't make it work? Because it's just not meant it's not supposed to work. work. And that's okay. And that's but, fine. But we are so, I feel like I was just so desperate yeah. to get out of being single yeah. that I was just kind of... For me, it was my my 20s was a time of desperation of being single because I grew up thinking that that was like rom-coms or like, oh, the last call to dating is like 28. Like you have to get like... That's it. And my friends, and I'm from Connecticut, and my, my friends that I went to high school with that honestly, a lot of them aren't friends anymore because we live such different lives. Like we're just like social media friends had all gotten married and had started to have kids. And like, once you hit like mid to late twenties, you're just like, well, uh, I guess I have to settle. And then, you know, that doesn't work out. Right. Or yeah, you just don't, you're kind of running out of things to talk about. Right. Cause you're like, Hey, what'd you do? And they're like, I was just cleaning up poop and I was watching videos. And like, what'd you do? Like, Oh, I got drunk last night and I was at a club till 2am and yeah. What are you doing? You know, some, yeah, you're like, we have nothing to share. Exactly. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and your big takeaway after all of this, what did you discover most about yourself? Because I think that's the most important I th- thing. Well, so the other thing that it's in the article, it's not really like, I didn't really like kind of expand on it that much, but the whole, a big motivator of what uh, made me want to go on 30 dates in three days was uh, is that I was, uh, I had just got out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. A year and a half long relationship where um, I had actually I was living here in L.A. for like nine years. Uh, my boyfriend at the time got a job in New York. I kind of like gave up on my dreams in L.A. to move in with him in New York to help support his dreams. Wow. And found out very quickly that, A, that's like really toxic for any relationship. Sure. Also, B, like uh, that it wasn't what I thought it was and like that he wasn't as supportive as I thought he was. And then also bigger picture, which no fault of his own, we weren't the right match. That was sure. the bottom line. And that became very obvious when we were living together in a city where I didn't have a network of friends. I had some friends, but I didn't have as big of a network yeah, as friends. That's tough, yeah. And I didn't have like a, a place, didn't feel like I really belonged, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that relationship ended, I moved in with my parents in Connecticut for a couple of months. There's your next book. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I wrote my book. That's While living with my parents in Connecticut, oh, the best. I wrote my first man, my first draft there. Okay. Also interviewed all my exes while living with my parents. That's amazing. Um, just kind of like went on dates in New York, but I knew I had to get back to LA. I knew LA was like where it made sense, where my friends were, where I could get work. And I had work in New York, but the work in LA was just better. Okay. And um, and I mean, it was for a reason because I I reconnected with the friend I went to college with who was working at Cosmo, which is how I got to write for Cosmo. So. Like the trip wasn't a total that that break in life wasn't a total waste. Yeah. But when I came back to Los Angeles and I was living on my own for the first time and I was getting back out there, I found myself having a really hard time going on dates and getting myself to go on dates and getting excited about going on dates. Mm -hmm. And so the 30 dates in three days was kind of a way to challenge myself to get back out there, as I think most people feel when they're going through a breakup. It's hard to go on dates. And so um, and so that was that's the whole reason of why I did that, why I did that. Why I did that. Why? I think that's amazing. That's kind of like not working out for a year and yeah. then just deciding I'm just going to sign up for a marathon. Right. I'm just going to kind of start running and just see what I can do. But you just got yourself back out there. And I think that's the most important thing. And that also just sounds incredibly daunting. Like yes. Just the whole... And I was like, but if I could do it, it's fine. And like worst case scenario, like I, I'll have some bad dates, but like whatever. Like, yeah. And to be honest, like there really was only one date that was truly horrible out of all those dates. Like, there was only one, and that was the one I was telling you before. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, sh- I mean, sure. Yeah, I could get into it, because I, I actually wasn't able 
to for the I I edited a lot like we edited a lot of the dates out because they were no one wants to watch or hear you know like a like a three paragraph like recap on every date I had to keep it tight sure um so yeah so this was actually my third date on the thirty dates in three days okay and it was with a guy who to test your theory had those pictures that were like shirtless and like really glossy and like dun, dun, dun. and and like all these like really cute product. yeah like model shots oh yeah um but he didn't work. He wasn't a model, according to him. He, like, worked in real estate, which to me was, like, attractive because I'm like, oh, I kind of – I like meeting people. My boyfriend doesn't work in the entertainment industry. Right. I think it's refreshing sometimes. Yeah. So I meet him – so he asked me to meet him at this place in West Hollywood called the Commissary – or not Commissary, Conservatory. There's two. There's a com- Commissary and Conservatory. I, You know, to me, they're interchangeable. Uh, conservatory is cute because – Inside, there's a bar, and on the outside, it's a coffee shop kind of thing, and they do, like, cute brunches, and actually, they have a really good happy hour. I don't work for there, but that's, like, a great – I think it's a good date spot. Mm -hmm. And so he wants me to meet him on Friday at, like – it was, like, a weird – and I had the whole – when we scheduled our date, I had, like – I had all these other times available, Um, but he wanted to meet at 2.30 on Friday. So I go meet him – 2.30 on a Friday. 2.30 p.m. on a Friday, because he's like, oh, I'm just getting done with X, Y, and Z. This story deserves birth Yes, it does. This is brought to you by – So I get on the, I get to the date and I'm running like maybe a minute late. He's running like very late. Okay. And so I text him. I'm like, I'm looking around. I don't see anyone. I'm like, hi, I'm here. And he's like, oh, I'm running late. Um, can you get me a soda water with lime? And I'm like, okay. Thanks. Thanks. So by the way, uh, (laughs) hey, by the way, um, yeah. (laughs) Can you buy me a season of Lost? I, I need to catch up. So, I need, well, need to also do this. The task is also stuff to do. Yeah, the task is also impossible because um, while inside the restaurant bar area they have soda water and lime because it was two thirty on a Friday. Right. The bar area was closed. Wish it wasn't because I really could have used a drink on this date. Yeah, really. And the restaurant area, the the coffee shop was open. So when I asked the coffee, I was like, "Hey, do you have a soda water and lime?" And she's like, "I have like sparkling water, but no lime. Like, sorry." And I ordered myself a tea and I sat and I waited for what felt like eternity until this guy shows up and he's cute by no by all means he's cute he's attractive doesn't look like his photos his photos are clearly old like not like doesn't look like it which is from like his 30s and is in his 40s now he, well, that's thing. his age that he was 29 but in person he looked either he parties too much or sure. but he looked like a good 10 years older than his photos so they're 29 with some miles on him city miles or lying about his age or yeah or he's just i feel like everyone says 29 when they're 41 yeah it's like oh well maybe i could be young 30s no one knows and instead of just saying 34 35 they go for 29 yeah so I don't what know. So yeah, twenty nine is such a fake age. Like twenty one is a fake age, right? Unless you are that age. Yeah, you're right. You never say that you're twenty one. No. You always say that you're either older or yeah. younger. No one ever. Yeah, especially like if you're trying to get alcohol. Yeah. You don't say I'm twenty one. You say I'm twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Like it so, doesn't even matter. Anywho, so we're sitting down and we get we get to talking, and I I think one of the first like icebreakers is we talk about like our worst dates that we ever had. Like me and <laughs> this one right now. Right. Yeah. Me and I had not knowing yet that that would be like this one out of oh, the thirty, yeah. and um he goes on to tell me the story about a, a story where he goes on a date with the girl who doesn't look like her pictures and it was just like uh and you could tell the way that he was telling the story that clearly he was the one who was the 
asshole in the story, but he didn't realize that, kind of. And I uh. wish I remembered the specifics, but it was something along the lines of, like, basically that she didn't look like her photos and that she was, like, heavier or, like, whatever. And and that, some, like, something, I don't know. This, this story just, like, was, I was like, no one's looking good in this story. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other thing, too, is, like, what I had said in the video was he really did look at me like I didn't look like my pictures, which was, yeah. like, kind of just, like, I could just Just the one where you wore the dress? The dress, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I was like, I definitely, like, granted that photo probably is, like, like I think the photo maybe is, like, a year old or whatever, but, like, I, I, the way I, the reason why I chose it is because that's how my hair looks. I'm, like, around that same weight. No, The dress I think, still fits, yeah. you know? Like, no, we're good. Yeah. Um, and so I sensed that, and then... And then he went on to kind of like tell me that he like while he was that the real estate agent thing seemed like something that he was doing to pay the bills and that the real passion was the whole like he had a podcast, you know, oh, like yeah. I know that you have like this is a legit podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's it's all smoke and mirrors. If someone sneezes, a wall comes down and <laughs> you find out there's like little guys back there just holding stuff up, shaking. You know, but, but, it, but they're, it they're sounded, great. But also, your podcast sounds like something that, like, you, like you understand it. What you're talking, you know what I mean? It's like it has a. a it I try to thank you. Sounds different than most other podcasts. Like, Was his podcast named "Ugly Girls I've Met on Dating Apps"? It should have been perfect. <laughs> but, Let me tell you something, all right? There's a girl. You meet her. And but, she's uh, it doesn't look like her pictures. And just but what he was, but also what he was describing the podcast to be, it was like he was describing. It just sounded like any other podcast in the world, nothing unique. But it was like the reason why him and his friends decided to do it is because none of them are comedians, but they all think they're really funny. And like, here's us mm. talking. Oh you yeah, know. a lot of great guys like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, what bothers me about good-looking guys like that. They, they never had to struggle. There uh, was never a chrysalis right. moment for oh, them. Well, that was the other thing. He told me about how his in act his acting class that the feedback he got was that he was too good-looking or something. Thing like that so um he's in porn yeah. he's not he doesn't take acting classes his director said you're so good looking yeah. i can't believe you're still doing porn and he just took that and did what a yeah it was just and then oh and then became that then this is the part that i don't know was a bit that was like he was trying out but it was not funny um is we were in West Hollywood. We were across the street from Hamburger Mary's, which okay. is a very famous, popular gay bar. Yeah. And he went on to say about how much he doesn't like gay people, <laughs> uh, how he thinks it's unfair that his tax dollars go to the rainbow flag in the middle of West Hollywood. He's a resident of West Hollywood. And I was just like, I was like, this can't be a, this can't be a bit. Like, this Sweet. can't. I'm like, is he like doing like a Sasha Baron Cohen? Like he's right, playing. Just wants a, to like, see. I feel like he's playing for the OC crowd. Maybe I'm maybe. not quite sure, but yeah. that's so weird. So weird. He might as well just put on a MAGA hat and just say like, yeah. Right. So I got to vote my beliefs. Yeah. And just sit in front of you and you go, what? So it was around that time I started looking at the time on my phone. And, right. and the funny thing was, is actually I didn't have a, that was my third date and I didn't have a fourth date until 5 p.m. And it was like 3.30. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, yeah, I got to I got to go. <laughs> and I never heard from him again. And a, a lot of the guys resurfaced. A lot of the guys had asked me out on second dates yeah. or had checked in with me after the ones that knew about the experiment checked oh, in on nice. me. He is one of maybe like five guys or two. No, maybe the only guy who I never heard from. Well, that guy, he's John Bon Jovi. He's on tour. He's on tour. He, yeah, he's yeah. in his own orbit. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what's going no, on. No, no. He basically, he has like a, a headshot of you on the wall. Yeah. And then he just goes, hey, Gabby, did you have a good day? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then he goes to bed. That's it. By the way, I don't know why I'm giving him this voice. And, yeah. uh, you know, but, um, oh my gosh. So does he have a sister? Uh, that, yeah. He's got to. I don't know. Maybe he did. Oh, oh, that was the other red flag. Um, he had never had a girl. He's uh, allegedly twenty nine years old. Okay, and he hadn't had a girlfriend since high school. 
And it was like a, a high school relationship, like a six month, like high school relationship. That's amazing. And he said that. He said that. Which again, was this all a bit? <laughs> oh my God. Was I on a secret podcast? Because you know what? I used to have a podcast and I did that. I But I told him about it after where oh, I sure. had a mic on and I would go on dates and my co-host would be in my ear. Oh, that's brilliant. And I would just kind of record the date naturally. Yeah. Um, and then I actually rematched with the guy I did that with uh, on another dating app uh, when I moved back to LA and that's we went on great. a couple of dates and yeah. But uh Yeah. So Holy I was like, maybe crap. it's a secret. Am I on a secret podcast? You might be. And it's called Red Flags. Speaking yes. of which, hashtag transition. Um, Jeff Graham is in the booth with us today. Jeff Graham is our producer on the show and the quote unquote married voice of reason because mm-hmm. he married his high school sweetheart. Aww. He's also from Ohio like I am, which is why he's very good looking nice. and smart. Nice. Um, Jeff, you want to play a little Red Flags, buddy? Adam, I always want to play a little Red Flags. Dude, game. this is literally, Jeff and I call each other at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, hey, what's going game? on? Not much. We, we, just play, yeah, we practice for the show. We play hey, Red Flags all the time. What would be your Red Flag? Um, that's what we do. Yeah. And my fiance is really cool with it. His wife is great with it. Nice. Um, you know, it's so we fun. have sleepovers and it gets a little weird. But, it, I mean, yeah, it's like you know. sometimes I'm Big Spoon, but it's fine. Because <laughs> like when you're five foot eight, you have to make it work. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to read our Red Flags out loud. Um, and then we're going to pick the quote-unquote bugaboo in words of uh john c Riley and stepbrothers the one you just couldn't quite live with or deal with gabby because you've been talking about all these terrible things would you like to go first for some yes. red flags okay sure um so i just read all them read all of them and then pick whichever one you're like yeah i couldn't do this okay so hair is transplanted from cadaver butts oh okay so the butts of dead people the butts of dead people is in his hair is in his hair okay College nickname, Puke Crotch. Interesting. Is a hobbit. Oh. Where are you on height? How does well, height okay, matter to you? You know what? And I don't, again, don't, this is my experience with, da- I am five, uh, eight, probably like okay. five, ten in heels, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or five, seven and three quarters. Never height. I, I've usually dated guys taller than me just because that's like when I'm at a bar and I'm looking around, that's like who I make eye contact with, you sure. know, when I'm in my heels. But, um... Uh, I since you know dating after this breakup, I was really open to like I didn't have any height standards and it didn't bother me at all. But I did notice, and I don't know if you, as a guy who's under six foot, sure, if you experienced when you were dating that a girls uh, want to know and they ask you how tall you are, sure, or b do, are you insecure about dating a girl who is taller than you? Because I'll tell you, the three guys I dated that were shorter than me had a real big problem with my height. Really, but pretended they didn't, but it was. Very obvious. They We're going to come right back to the red flags. I'm going to answer this first, but I like this suspenseful music underneath. Um, so let me answer your question. First off, uh, height was never a big deal to me. If you're tall, like six foot two, six foot three, yeah, climb you like a tree and make you breakfast. How tall um, is your fiance? Well, she's actually my height. So okay. then when she wears heels yeah, or different stuff, you. she's you know an yeah. inch or two taller. So yes, I definitely understand that physics. And I think too. The guy she dated before was taller than her, so mm-hmm. when she dated me, and you know that that science of going in for like that first kiss, because I'm mm-hmm. not, I can't just, I'm not over her. Yeah, uh, but it was actually fine. Yeah. So I think when when it's the right person, you don't you don't care. It doesn't yeah. bother you. Yeah. Um, when you're freaked out and very, I think uh, self conscious about it, it becomes like everything. Yes. But I've definitely had some women say, by the way, like I would totally love to go out with you, but you're five eight. 
I'm definitely looking for someone at least 5'10 because I'm like this. And also, too, like, that's not... At least they're open and honest about it and you didn't just, like, waste a date. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I feel like the girl wants to feel like the girl and the guy wants to feel like the guy. And that's not... That might just be a, you know, yeah. subconscious little thing and that's not bad. I think that's just what you want yeah, sometimes. Yeah, makes sense. So, uh, boom. Cadaver yeah. butts, hair, um, okay. hobbit. So, the would I know that his hair is covered in cadaver butts and could I tell? I guess more, could I tell? You couldn't tell, but he tells you one day. Okay. Uh, if I couldn't tell, he tells you one day, and it doesn't, like, smell like cadaver butts, and it, like, looks like a normal head of hair. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Also, the college nickname, Puke Crotch, assuming that it stayed in college, also not a problem. Okay. And a hob- as a hobbit, again, height, like, you know. Yeah, big feet. I kind of, I'm sad that these, um, that these are all uh, superficial. It's true. Red flags. Because I prefer it to be, be like something about their personality. Oh, I got it. Yeah. We should, yeah. Um, I should, we, we should have swapped. Why don't you, it's okay, get superficial. Yeah. You pick the one. There's no judgment here. You, um, you say whatever you want. Like, I, I guess. Okay, I'm going to say college name Puke Crotch just because if his name is, if he's telling people as an adult that his college name was Puke Crotch, yeah. I'm going to guess that it's just something he A, takes pride on, mm. and B, maybe he's one of those guys that like still pretends they're in college as an adult. Which like is, Frank the Tank? Yeah, yeah, like beyond frustrating. He never quite, yeah. So if so, I'm less turned off by the fact that his name is Pew Crotch because I feel like we've all done stupid shit in college. Totally. But if he owns up to that and he still talks about college like it was yesterday, it. yeah, that's a red flag. The father for me. of your children. Yeah. Okay, Pew Crotch. Uh, let's see what I have. Has a superpower. It's seeing through people's clothes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Is building an arc oh, so they can um, you know commit to something. Okay. And only speaks in yelling. Jerry Stiller. <laughs> Frank Costanza, that's what I'm going with. I had to make a living. Um, seeing through people's clothes is building an arc. Only speaks in yelling. I think the only speaks in yelling thing would uh, eventually just kind of get annoying. Because he'd be like, can we just... Yeah. I just put the baby to sleep. Yeah. Thank you for doing that! Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't think he could do it. Well, as a woman, though, the seeing through other people's clothes would be... Because then he's, like, looking at other... Because, like, a man's body is like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, like who cares? Yeah. But who cares? But, he like... He look at dicks all day. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, but if he's looking... If he can see through people's clothes and he's and then he's looking at a girl for... A girl's shirt for too long, I know what he's seeing. Right. And I'd be like, A, pervert. Also, B, like, hello, I'm right here. I'm right here. I have a perfectly good set. A- absolutely. So... So I'm going to go with Only Speaks and Yelling. Yeah. Jeff, we're going to throw it to you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's see. I've got um, body type, dumpster. Mm. Interesting. S- still in fourth grade. Doesn't know the difference between your and your. I- immediately, even uh, of those I three, mean, I like am revulsed. I'm like regurgitating with people who don't know the difference between your and your. It's a huge <laughs> pet peeve for me. I'm such like... Not the child date. Well, Not okay. the fourth grader that so you I dated. I dated a fourth grade teacher. Oh. And I'm going to make still in fourth grade broaden that to the idea that they could be a fourth grade teacher. Yeah, okay. That's good. Or they could be like a Billy Madison, right? Yeah. Or they like, could be like a Billy Madison, back which is... Back to school. Back to school. Back to school. And I will say that I, I was a camp counselor, actually, for fourth graders, and that is a very interesting time. Not saying date a fourth grader, but if he, <laughs> if that person has the mental capacity of a fourth grader, that's yeah. pretty cool because right. they like um, they still have an imagination. Oh. True. It's a very uh, important time in uh, development. And then body type dumpster... <laughs> 
I'm not really one to body shame people. I'm like open minded. But um, I think fitness is important to me, like taking care of yourself. So it seems like if your body type is a dumpster, you're not really interested in taking care of yourself in any capacity. Sure. But I'm going to say that, like, truly can't spell out between your and your. That would bother you, wouldn't it? That would bug me a lot. Especially if they told me I was misspelling things that I <laughs> knew oh, were spelled right. That'd be tough, yeah. That'd like, be really hey, tough. By the way, you spelled this wrong, and be like, well. It's funny. I think that if, I think men have a bigger issue with your and like with grammar than women for the most part. Because I have a, I had a, a guy friend who was in a like a serious relationship with a girl, and one of the reasons why he wanted to break up with her was because she was terrible at grammar, and it really infuriated him. <laughs> Jeez, that's not so terrible. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. I think what it represents to me is a lack of wanting to learn. Like yes. I like okay, love that's a, fair. I love a lifelong learner. Like I, my wife's really curious about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like if someone is just incessantly spelling things wrong and you're like gently correcting them and they don't care, yeah. that is kind of that especially like as a future parent, that just would like get under my skin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, as long as they learn. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's very Ross Keller. <laughs> Where you are posteriori, you are why you are means you are. Uh, anyway, sorry, it's a fight with him and Rachel. Um, so uh, let's go into uh, real quick um, advice. If you could go back after everything you've just done, everything you've written, um, go back and you have 90 seconds to talk to 18-year-old you. Um, I would hand her a copy of my book, 20 Guys Who Date in Your 20s, and be like, Signed this is you. what's going to happen. Sign by the author. That's you. Um, I would have her read that, which you can pre-order uh, wherever you buy books right now. Yes. Uh, the 20 Guys Who Date in Your 20s. 20 Guys. I, no, the. 20 Guys Who Date in Your 20s. The 20. Yeah. No, the. The. There's no the. Yeah. Oh, no. There's no the. No. I'm so sorry. I just kept saying the. It's okay. I mean, the book is the 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, but the book title is 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. If this had been a date, I feel like it would have just know. failed because I didn't like, listen. And you said it twice. And grammar, I could tell. right? Anyway, 20 guys you date in your 20s. Uh, you can pre-order it wherever books are sold, and so it comes sad. out uh, May 26th awesome. in bookstores. Uh, but what I would say to myself, hand the book, but also the biggest thing is, is you're going to waste a lot of time on people that aren't worth your time. Mm. And I think a lot of my 20s was spent making up excuses for red flags, ignoring red flags, and not realizing that like on a first date, people tell you who they are. And instead of lying to yourself and telling you could date a guy with a foot fetish or date an alcoholic or date, you know, a club promoter with a shoe collection, like, really listen to yourself because deep down that's not who you envision your partner to be or what's going to work for you. So, like, you know, go on that date, but you don't have to go on that second date or that third date or you don't have to date someone because they text you back that's too low of a standard. Mm. But also don't date people that don't text you back. You, you honestly, you lost me after the shoe, uh, the promoter foot with the foot fetish or the, the guy with the shoe collection. Foot, oh, shoe! Oh, club promoter with the shoe collection. Club promoter. He's the guy who's cooler than me. So each guy has my book basically breaks down twenty different types of relationships, and yeah. for some people they can make the relationships work. Yeah. In my case, the relationships didn't work out for me. Yeah. So it's not man shaming. It's like here's a funny no, story. I, yeah, I have bad stuff about my dates, and it's never about well they were terrible. No, it's Part something I couldn't handle sucked, most of the time. But yes, it was yeah. because I was such a mess walking into it. That yeah. was the whole point. Like I was insecure about how cool I was, so dating a guy who I was so fixated on being cooler than me didn't work out for me because I wasn't being truly myself. No, I can tell you're very cool. Thank right you. now, I bring nothing to this table. You're doing everything. No, <laughs> I'm not kidding. So I want to do on this show for so long. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, do you have any handle stuff where we can find you online, all that stuff? Yeah, at 
I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. So that's It's Gabby Conti on Instagram, on Twitter. And then GabbyConti.com is my currently not updated website. Will be updated soon, but you can contact me on there. But the best way, I'm very active on Instagram. Perfect. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to leave you with a little quote for today. Dating is like putting the perfect amount of change in the vending machine, only to see your snack of choice get stuck in the rotating silver coil. Dating in L.A., same thing with the snack getting stuck, except you try and rock the machine and it falls over on you and you crap your pants. This is Adam Carr reminding you all, stay horrible, stay single. Hey, we don't judge. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.